Hey everyone, welcome back to the Gary V Audio Experience. Today's episode is a classic Ask Gary V Q&A session with his guest, Tim Ferriss, where they go over where to start if you want to be an entrepreneur. Also, they give some great insight on how to test the waters to find out if entrepreneurship is truly for you. This is the Gary V Audio Experience. So where do I start? I, I want to start doing things. I want to start experiencing things but uh you know i don't know where to start and so so real quick and, and this seems like this could get real good actually for a couple of reasons um you know tim said something super interesting uh earlier about should i write books and he was like no and you know i came out the gate with the hustle and the entrepreneur thing you know for our work you crush it you have these moments where like you've got a lot of more life to live to like reconcile those those headlines that people put you into um you know I, you know as i hear your question and i've been doing a lot more of this over the last 2 years which i think is a maturity of, that i'm happy with do you have to be an entrepreneur you know, to me, I always think about the number eight at Facebook versus the number one of the nine million things that didn't work. You know, I want to make sure that I'm not inspiring something that sounds great but isn't really you. Or do you feel like you are and maybe the culture you grew up with suppress that in school? Like, what's your read right now at a young age? Do you, are you excited about that? Do you need it? Like, why are you gravitating? Because when I hear, how do I start an entrepreneur, I'm scared already because when you're a purebred, you don't, I mean, I don't know go buy something at the dollar store right now and post it on <laughs> Craigslist. I mean, you know, that right. feels very raw and real to me. The modern day entrepreneur of like making a deck and raising $4 million on an idea and this and that, that is student entrepreneurship. Sometimes not, but like, I'm curious where you are. Um, right now, obviously, I, um, I have no background experience in sales or being an entrepreneur. In, in fact, I just recently um, have the, uh, not the urge, what's the word for it? It's like I just wanted to be an entrepreneur because you you really inspired me to be that. And I, I saw, uh, because my mom, she's in um, marketing sales, so it kind of picks off from there. And for now, I'm actually in um, liberal arts, which I'm actually planning to change to business, uh, international business uh, major. But that was another question that I was about to ask you if it's um, the right path, if I want to be an entrepreneur. I am very passionate to be an entrepreneur. Okay, Adam, let, <laughs> let me jump in here for a second. Where, where do you live right now? Sorry? Where do you live right now? I, I'm living in uh, Rochester right now in Henrietta. All right. So uh, there, there are a few thoughts that I have for you. The, the first is that there are as many paths to entrepreneurship as there are entrepreneurs. There's no one right way. So the, the most important thing that I would want to convey first is that you're not going to make any fatal mistake at 20 that's going to prevent you from being an entrepreneur for the rest of your life. You could, you could have 20 failed businesses and then still go on to be a all billionaire time. all time, right? You could become whatever. You probably don't know who Wayne Gretzky is, but the, the Wayne Gretzky and Mike Tyson, uh, maybe if you get that, uh, of, of your chosen field. So I would say, number one, like don't be afraid of your first steps because there really isn't any clearly defined path. My recommendation at 20 would be to not try to memorize the entire playbook and start from scratch. What I would potentially consider is finding a small, fast-growing company nearby mm -hmm. and either 
interning or volunteering or doing something that allows you to be in any room with people who are negotiating and deal making. Because at the end so, of the at the end of the day, it, like, just, it could it, yeah, it could be real estate, it could be design, it could be web services. It really doesn't matter what the industry is. It's the skill set. So you want to get very good at crafting deals and persuading and negotiating. And the easiest way to get good at that is to observe someone who is doing that uh, regularly, whether that's on the phone or otherwise. Uh, so, so I would suggest that you look for opportunities to learn from other people who are, who are already good at deal making and negotiating because you will use that in everything, whether you're buying, selling, or anything in between. Uh, the, just to answer your other question, and then we can, we can hop around a little bit. Uh, well, first, actually, to identify your obsession, if you want to do that, that could be part of your journey. Uh, there's a book mm-hmm. called Small Giants by Bo Bur- Burlingham, which I would recommend checking out, which profiles a number of different businesses that are not intended to scale. Uh, so you might have a woman who makes you know, leather pants for the most famous rock musicians in the world, and she makes 100 of those a year, and she makes a few hundred thousand dollars, and she only accepts clients she loves, and that's it. That's, that's a real analogy you made that? That's up. real. That sounds cool. And uh, <laughs> like Cheryl Crow is like one, of her, one, of her, one of her clients. And uh, so that, that's one you can take a look at. And just to your question about college and majors, so I was a liberal arts major, and I was in neuroscience. That didn't work out. And then I went to East Asian studies and studied Japanese and Chinese. That has, from the outside looking in, nothing to do with <laughs> what I'm doing right now. However, I would say that it is very hard to learn business in a school setting. That's just It's like learning how to play football by reading books about it and then trying to go to the Super Bowl. It just does not tend to work out very well. Uh, so if, if you are going to stay in school, and you know, I'm of the mind that there is some value in that, depending on your circumstances, and certainly your parents would probably like that, uh, if I had to guess. So view college as a way to become a better rounded human being. And also, if you are interested to develop certain skills, like I would, if, if you were say, if you were to say to me, my passion is entrepreneurship, 100%, that's all I want to do, I would probably tell you to take computer science and math classes before business. Because if you have those skills, you can figure out the businessy stuff in a three day <laughs> tutorial from someone. Uh, so those are, those are a few thoughts, but just my perspective based on my life experiences. Brother, here's, let me tell you something. Entrepreneurship is tricky right now because it feels like anybody can do it. You don't see Steph Curry and at 20 and say, I'm inspired now, I'm gonna be an NBA player and think that that's tangible. Entrepreneurship has zero cost of entry. It's awfully cool right now. And you know, it's very scary for me. One of the things I'm trying to combat, Adam, is, is people jumping in because I'm an inspiring character, but it was what I always was and always will be. And so I think, I think that there's a lot there from Tim that's important. You can't, you can't, like, you can't think it's that easy to just be inspired and be successful at something. I would spend more time tasting. Yeah. I think you should try to do as many things as possible and to Tim's credit and point, 
Try to surround yourself. I would really pour on the extrovert nature. I'm empathetic immigrant in a new country or foreign exchange or whatever you want to call it. So it might not come as natural to roll up on anybody. You might just be introverted by nature. But I would I would take advantage. Well-rounded person in college, I get it. I know that's a narrative. To me, it's just take advantage of a captive group of people in the same place yeah. and try to meet as many people as possible. Entrepreneurship is hard. Being a successful entrepreneur is stunningly rare. Yeah. Way more than people think, right. Adam. So I think patience also, 20 years old. I mean, like, to Tim's point, the next 10 years you can taste fail. It's why I'm pushing people to get closer to big time mentors because what you will siphon out of them is gonna be so much more ROI positive. Don't put pressure on yourself to thinking it's either school or entrepreneurship. Yeah. There are so many twists and turns. Yeah, there's, 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 there is a lot on the spectrum, which is, you know, Gary, you and I, I think see this a lot in our respective audiences, which people where people make a false dichotomy out of full-time employment or full-time entrepreneurship. That's it. 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 And no, there's actually a spectrum in between. So as a student, for instance, one thing that I did when I was in college, which you might consider is becoming a a part or beginning a student club or a student union of some type so that you have to sell membership. You have to actually take notes, keep Uh, track of records, right? So if there's some, it doesn't matter what it is. Like if you are, say, the graphics editor of the school newspaper, you're going to have to learn how to deal with deadlines. You're going to have to learn how to maybe interact with ad sales because so-and-so is buying a two-page spread. Now you have to integrate and reflow the entire design of the magazine. These are all experiences that mimic the real world, uh, meaning non-school world. So I would encourage you to learn on someone else's dime, right? At school, you, you aren't necessarily paying a lot for your mistakes, which relates also to my recommendation to maybe work with a, within a smaller company where you have the opportunity to observe a really good deal maker, where you can make mistakes and someone else is paying for that education. Adam, do me a favor also. Buy something yep. on Craigslist or eBay or a store and resell it on the internet. Figure it out. I, I just go through the exercise. The exercise of buying something and selling it for a profit is an incredible, incredible indicator and, and exposes a lot in the game because it's always some level of buying and selling. Um, just do that. It's a very easy, fun or not fun venture and it will be quite telling in the success or non-success you have if you do it a couple of times. I'll give one more. Go ahead. Which is actually... Uh so, Adam, I don't know you, but I've spent a good amount of time in Singapore and Malaysia. Uh, so another uh-huh. exercise I would suggest, because entrepreneurship, if you choose to take that route, is full of uncertainty. And yep. uh, what I would suggest, and also uh, nervousness in many cases. So when you, when you go out to get a cup of coffee or tea or whatever it is, and this is borrowed from a friend of mine named Noah Kagan, hmm. ask for 10% off. So like for the next 10 coffees that you get, each time you get to the head of the line, I don't care if it's Starbucks, it doesn't matter if they say yes or not, but ask for a 10% discount. You can't say you're doing an experiment. You can't say that Tim Ferriss told you so. You just have to ask for 10% off and just sit there and wait for them to respond. Did you do this, Tim? Yeah. And what were the conversions? Uh, well, it makes you more comfortable with discomfort. And you also realize the downside is so limited. The limited, the, the downside the, is you just... I respect the macro amazingness. Yeah. No, no, no. What were the conversions? Oh, How the many, conversions? Yeah, how'd you do? Oh, the conversions are surprisingly high. Well, I yeah, mean, like 70%? Seven right. of the 10 people at a Starbucks or Pete's Coffee or some random place were like, okay, sir. Yeah, or, or they're just like so stunned <laughs> that they're like, wait, this is Starbucks. And I'm like, I know. I would still and? love, I would really appreciate 10% off. And like half the time there's like... 
<laughs> okay. Okay, guy. Sure. Yeah. I don't like. I don't. I don't want to fight this fight right now. So okay, fine. Ten percent off. Yeah. Knock yourself out. I love it. And try some of those things. Get back to us. Okay. All right. Thank uh, you very much. Good luck. Good luck. As we end today's podcast, I want to give a huge shout out to the people. You know, it's so funny. People that leave reviews and written reviews of this podcast on Apple, Spotify, and all the other platforms just mean the world to me. You've taken an extra 13 to 95 seconds to show love and also give context to people of why this is a worthwhile podcast. So I appreciate that so much. And even more fun, because uh, I think we all love a little cosign or a shout out or a little awareness. Uh, I'm gonna have the team give a couple of shout outs uh, daily on uh, our favorite reviews. So take it away, which were our favorites this week? Thanks, Gary. This amazing five-star review comes from user CRS Castaneda, and it reads, Gary the Legend. Gary, you're helping so many of us redefine success in such a practical way. Thank you for listening and for caring. Thanks for helping this fellow immigrant dream. Thanks again for all you do. Thanks again for that amazing review. And to all you listening out there, if you leave us a review, you might get shouted out in the next episode. 